Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. After he got out of the box... Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm not the only one that makes mistakes on the podcast. Zuby stumbles out of the gate. That's okay, buddy. We get to to clean that up on the audio when it goes. No, no, you're not cleaning that up on the audio. We're just going to let her buck, pal. That's the way we do it here on Got Your Back. No editing. We let our mistakes hang out there. Welcome to Got Your Back. Live stream, post-game edition, Battle of Alberta, Heritage Classic. Oilers finally get a win. And, uh, yeah, they played pretty good tonight. Rob Brown, Jason Strudwick, standing by to break it all down. As always, the podcast brought to you by our great title sponsors at Sherwood Buick GMC. That Friday the 13th event was something, boy. They sold 50 cars. That's why they've been Canada's number one GMC dealership five years running. They know what they're doing. Their system is streamlined. Go see Phil and the great crew so they can show you what sets them apart. If you mention that the podcast sent you. Just say, got your back, sent me. You'll get specialized pricing and you will get three free detail packages as well on new and used cars. So who doesn't love getting a free detail? That is just off Baseline Road on the way into Sherwood Park. Coming to you from the beautiful, luxurious Longshot studio here in the park. Did you know that all game days are all day happy hour specials? $5 Longshots Lager at Longshots. Uh, out here in Sherwood Park as we say hello to the fellas. Struddy, you're back inside now, buds. You can take the coat off. Like, what, what do we have going on there, pal? It's, yeah. I know yeah, it was chilly. a chilly night, but come on, man. Yeah, chilly. I was down at the game, uh, volunteered for my son's hockey team. I got there about uh, 11.45, and then I left, uh, obviously, uh, later than that. Uh, outside. And it was fine. Everyone was outside, but it was a long day. Long day, and then I, I may, have met, may or may not have met a friend uh, Saturday night. Outside for uh, to mix and mingle. May or so, may not have met a friend to mix and mingle. Is is does Shona not listen to the podcast? Like, what are we getting at here? What are we? Yeah, well, at? I was out. I mean, I don't need everyone to know what I was doing, but I will say I was out. <laughs> so, any, I, any names you want to drop? Yeah. Any? Uh... Oh, old Uncle Noodles was in town, so uh, we always <laughs> hook up, and it's always like, hey, I think it'll be an early night, and then as soon as that that first drink touches my lips, it's like. I'm not sure. I like a car sleeping over somewhere else. It's <laughs> Frank crazy. the Tank, or is it Hank the Tank or Frank the Tank? I don't know which Brownie one. Brownie knows. We've been together. Brownie knows what I'm talking about. I know what Strud's is talking about. That's fun, Strud's. I see him every once in a while. And there's no such thing as anything but fun noodles. If noodles is in town, you're going out drinking. I like doing stuff, and you have my number, Strud's. I, I like I like fun. I like stuff. Yeah. I know, I, but well, you've got the whole you're 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 getting in shape. The bad back is trying to turn around. Like you're not you're not prime Rashog. I need prime Rashog to come. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, okay, tonight on the podcast, so we are live streaming on Twitter and on YouTube for now. I was having all kinds of internet issues. That's why we're on late. So I could disappear literally at any second on this podcast. At which point it will dramatically improve. Strugs will take over hosting. And Brownie will then uh, be in the co-pilot seat. Uh, so we're going to break down the game here. Um, Strud's world we're going to have. We're going to have us ask ask us anything as well. So feel free to send in your questions on the stream. Uh, Steve Taylor, our other behind-the-scenes op, uh, was at the game tonight. So he's from Kelowna, but I saw him out here. So Zuby, I noticed you gave him the day off so he could come to the game. And you, uh, you're working. I'm a, I'm a benevolent... Uh, leader leader for sure yeah <laughs> uh i got a picture in here somewhere of he's, Steve. he's a, i guess he he's a fan on another level for me I oh suppose, he's yeah i, I don't even consider thing. it he's kind of yeah. next level fan of this whole operation yeah, there's jacked. steve normally working behind the scenes but uh yeah. ran into him there boys nice mustache steve yeah, <laughs> looking good, buddy. Uh, it was a fun night, though. Um, before we actually get to breaking the game down, guys, maybe just a thought. Brownie, you were right down there. Struds, you were there. All three of us were there tonight. Uh, Struds, what'd you make of the spectacle, buddy? 
I was really proud. I was proud as an Edmontonian. You know, you, you um, I, I think that these these games are a lot for the community that it's in, but also people are are, are getting a, a kind of a look at your city. And I thought that uh, you know the city, that the, the organization for sure, the NHL, it looked great. It looked fantastic. You know, from the little details in and around the rink, uh, you know, the planes flying over. Uh, I thought you know the uh, Nickelback, I, the whole thing. It just I thought they did a really good show. So I was very proud. That was my my really my uh my, my my feeling as i walked out brownie yeah i agree i yesterday i went uh down to the ice district and did a thing with sirius uh went on with them and just being in that area where they had all these different events set up they had these trailers artists shot um they had you can get your hockey card made things like that there's a lot of fans from both calgary and edmonton there and then today i was at the the rink or at commonwealth today at two and we were right up against the glass so we were like right down where it was all happening. And uh, again, I was, I, I was expecting a lot and I think it still exceeded my expectations. It looked like I, I'm dating myself when I say it looked cool. Like I was down there, ice yeah. level, the players come on, they're wearing their toques and I'm watching them. And in the background, it's Commonwealth is filling up in the stands and everything about it was, I thought uh, they did a fantastic job. Now, they're, I don't know how many this is now for the NHL they've done but they try to improve each and every time. And it, it was excellent. Everything about it was excellent. And then it was topped off with an Edmonton Oilers win. Yeah, top notch. Uh, and were you guys at the first one? I was there. Struds were... No, you wouldn't have been at the first one, Struddy. No, I, think was, I, had, I had tickets and chose to stay home and watch it on TV. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I was playing in Calgary, if I remember that night. Um, oh, so really? I, yeah, I was, I was in there... Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was nuts how cold that first one was. And it was, I mean, it, it, we'd never seen anything like that before. So being part of the first one was very, it was very cool. Um, and I thought they did a great job tonight. I thought, mm -hmm. I mean, the highlight of this event, quite honestly, guys, and I'm not one that get really cares much about this stuff. I don't pay much attention to it. The oiler jerseys and equipment and everything were absolutely. <laughs> yeah sensational at this event when i first saw them come out i was kind of like ah we'll see but in that spectacle with that backdrop on that ice i was just i was taken by it i was like man did they ever do a good job of that stuff and again i mean gazola is the jersey guy not me but mm -hmm. i just thought it uh, the spectacle looked amazing and their their outfits were kind of the uh leading the charge there yeah the yeah, pants look great teams. One at a time, you two. Yeah, go ahead, Brownie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think both teams look good. I thought the Flames jerseys were awesome too. I yeah. thought they did a good job. I, I I enjoyed when they come out and warm up and they got their toques on. It just it yeah. looked it looked well, it looked like they were going out in a, on a lake somewhere and gonna have a little five on five hockey game just with their buddies. That's what it seemed like. And that's that's what they're looking for in these outdoor games. And I thought they they knocked it out of the park. Okay, let's break down the game here in our breakdown. Second segment, we're going to go bigger picture. How you feeling about the Oilers' last three games? Are they turning the corner? Are they pulling out of this? Right? Are they playing the kind of hockey that might allow them to actually sustain some higher-level play? We'll dig into that bigger picture stuff in our takeaway segment. But for now, time for the breakdown brought to you by Mr. Dirk, the iconic men's clothing store in Edmonton, founded in '39. If you've never been, you got to check it out. It's just off White Avenue and 102nd Street. They got a beautiful new shop. If you want to elevate your wardrobe with suits, shirts, ties, all that kind of stuff that you might wear to work, they've got tons of selection. And Dan and Sterling will help you find exactly what you need. Great casual selection as well. So that's Mr. Dirk, one stop shop for all your clothing needs. Visit mrdirk.com. I was not surprised that they came out of the gate well. I was not surprised that they took the moment and harnessed it and were the better team early. None of that surprised me. To me, guys, and I'm kind of maybe going backwards with this, but Brownie, when Calgary started to counterpunch and when Calgary started to pull their way back somewhat into that game late in the second period, I was like, here it is. This is the moment. Are the Oilers going to be different? And they were different tonight in that key moment. They were, and now it's the Calgary Flames, too, and they're not near as strong a team. They don't have any pushback up front. That is a team that cannot score goals. Their best players, Jonathan Huberto, I'm a fan of, but he, he was invisible in this game tonight. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the New York Rangers. It wasn't the Minnesota Wild. 
Uh, but they handled it well. They handled the pressure. To me, I thought they played a perfect game, take away the discipline problems. I thought they took some silly penalties in this hockey game. Outside of that, uh, from top to bottom, from beginning to end, this was, I think, their most complete game of the season. And uh, it bodes well. I think I know that you're, you're going to talk, Leon and, and the guys afterwards talked about it, that this is something that they can build on. And they're going to have to build on. But I thought it was a complete effort from start to finish. Yeah, I don't think we can underestimate the impact of getting 97 back. I mean, he's you know, the most dynamic player in the league. So you get energized just from that. Everyone gets excited that the, that the big man's back. Um, but the whole team came out with pace and they, they, they played well right away. I mean, what did Skinner have? Like, was it nine shots through half the game or so? Like that's mm-hmm. a pretty quiet, uh, low event time for, for, for that, for, for the orders, especially. Um, and I, I you know, to your point, Shogger, I think that after Kadri scores, the order come back and score right away before the, the end of the period, I think that's that's a huge like that's a huge thing. Uh, maybe early in the year they don't get that goal from Bouchard, or even maybe the Flames score to make to tie it up. Yeah, I just like the fact, and you could see like Darnay didn't even know that he scored, but did you see the way he <laughs> and they celebrated that goal? Yeah, because you got the sense the team knew the moment it was in. They're like, here we are again. We had a lead, and when we've let it slip away a little bit, and they didn't want to write the same script. And so if you go back and watch. And I'm sure he's happy to be to be in on the offense. But if you look at the way they celebrated that goal, it was just such a big goal for that group in that moment to have pulled momentum back finally the right way and to actually have their foot on a team's throat instead of just letting them right back into it. Uh, let's go over the the penalties they early on, Strud. So Brownie talked about some discipline issues, but two five-on-threes? Like two five-on-threes? What, what the heck? But at the yeah. same time, Darnell Nurse, like, take one shot. Don't take two at the guy because you're challenging the refs. Yeah, the refs don't want to be embarrassed. But quite honestly, to get a five-on-three once in a game, you're it's it's not shocking, but you're like, okay, this is brutal. To have it happen twice that quickly uh, as the game starts, as a coach, he must have been, like, pulling his hair out. And I get it. You're excited. Like, Darnell's excited. And you're trying to do something good. But you also have to kind of just – be a little bit calmer and understand where you're at and how things are progressing because you don't want to embarrass the refs. So yeah, that brownie, I um, that was that was actually shocking considering how they've been playing and the results they've been getting. They they can't afford to put themselves behind the eight ball. Well, this was a game at five on five. They absolutely dominated the game, and the only reason yeah. the Flames hung around is the power play. They scored two power play goals, and on the power was funny. I saw Leon was complaining about the penalty he got. But he broke his stick. He tried hitting the puck with his broken stick. Then he carried his stick all the way to the bench while he kicked the puck out. That's, I mean, that's as easy a call as you're ever going to get. Definition. So the, the four penalties they got were all deserved. And that's the, if there's just one thing out of this game that you'd like to take out of it for the following game, a little more discipline. Because everything else about their game tonight was spot on. Let them have it, people. I can feel the people on the stream just, just, Absolutely fuming at you, Brownie, because Oiler fan on Twitter was not happy about those calls after the fact. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I mean, Leon, kick the puck. You're supposed to drop those broken sticks. Like you can't really? do anything with a with a busted stick like that. You got to completely be out of the plane. You got to just drop it. Yeah, well, he he actually tried shooting the puck with his broken stick. That's a penalty there. And then he skated and he kicked the puck, and he still had the stick when he went to the bench. That was yeah. easy for the referee to call to call that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and we'll talk um like the penalty kill to me, that I think it was the third period, right? They had that big kill. And mm-hmm. and the penalty kill is something they want to be able to rely on. And I thought tonight it was really reliable struds and and really came through for them when it mattered. And I think that's gonna be really good for that unit. That unit needs confidence. Well, let's not hand out medals you know they gave up two right like i i think I, I, it's a little bit i i'm not getting well no like am i the only guy that thinks it's it's bad to give up two penalty kill goals in one game i'm on your side struts yeah i i just so let me just double check that these notes yeah yeah checks the notes yeah they were two for six so you know that's that's a pretty rough night actually right that's, pretty timely that's, kill in the third though no yeah, yeah, that 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 was timely. But so let's go mm-hmm. the second power play goal. 
Uh, Uyghur skates through, uh, gets some speed, skates through everybody, um, takes a shot. And as he's skating back into the zone, McLeod is watching Uyghur skate through everybody. And he doesn't come through back through the middle of the ice. There's a shot off a pretty hot rebound. And the Flames player wheels in there and just hammers it home. McLeod had no idea that guy was there. He had no idea. If that was a grizzly bear and he was attacked, he would have been dead. He was dead. He had no idea he was there. And you can't do that. So I wasn't that home part of it at the, the blue enthusiasm line that you and Brownie have for this penalty kill. <laughs> oh, when, I was uh, on your side a second uh, ago. No, I know. You're just saying that to I, I I'm a little grumpy, I'm a little tired, but I I just can't I can't share the enthusiasm, guys. I'm sorry. It, it it's no doubt it's a timely kill, but come on. I mean, wasn't, that's that's a tough one. Wasn't 14 at the blue line too and got walked around there? I like how you focus on the forward, but well, well there's 14 breakdowns and you have to pick each other up right you got to pick yeah. and but you're right it was it was tough that was a tough transition there for uh home but if you go back and watch the rebound he he has no idea he being mcleod who's coming by and all he had to do was kind of get in that lane and slow him up and he would have been the first guy there so just another detail you know it just it, and and so that kills you on the penalty kill you know pardon the pun i'm not even sure that's a pun Little uh, little appreciation for number 91 in that third period there. I mean, he had a good night overall, Brownie. But how about Evander Kane in that third period with his presence? And I mean, that's that's the way that guy needs to play. It is. Uh, I think the, the probably the first three, four games of the season were quiet for Evander Kane. Uh, the last three or four have not been. He's been noticeable. He's He plays a loud game. He's all over the score sheet, whether it be hits, <laughs> points, yeah. penalties, uh, he's, he's involved and you can see he's playing with some swagger. And the thing that the Oilers have missed early in the season is they have not played with swagger when they used to have Mike Smith here. Mike Smith was the leader of the swag. He was the one they followed. Well, when they got Evander Kane, he is the swagger for this team. Leon and Connor are quiet players when it comes to the emotions they show on ice. Kane isn't, he's a guy that they want to follow. And we've seen in the last four games that Kane has been a much louder player. And when he plays loud, he plays effective. Struds, did we just take your Strutties world? Let's not let's not have you comment on Kane because that's your Strutties world tonight, isn't is, it? Is there anything else? Do you want me to tell you what I'm getting my kids for their birthday? Or I mean, like, <laughs> holy jeez! I even he have it in my notes. Strutties world is Kane, and so we just you got to think of something between now and then. You're, you're mad because I I didn't agree yeah. with you on the penalty kill. Yeah. You just completely crap <laughs> on my Strutties world. Time for actually, you know what? We're gonna do Strutties World right now. Time for Strutties World brought to you by quick, quick, think of something, Struts. Oh my god, you've got like 10 minutes before the segment. Jeez. Uh, that's funny. Unreal. You know, that that actually reminds me. We'll go off script for just a second here. My first night anchoring CFRN evening news, uh, the sports segment. And the way it used to work is we would give the anchor like a, a sentence to throw to us with. And so Daryl McIntyre, I'm, I'm so nervous, Daryl McIntyre ignores yeah. the sentence I gave him and instead threw to me with my first paragraph of my script. So he read that and threw to me and I look up and what he just said to me is what I'm looking at in the teleprompter. Yeah. So now I've got a choice. I either got to try and ad lib or just reread the exact same words. And I think I reread the exact same words. So that's effectively what we've just done to you, Struds, for Strutty's yeah, World. Fine. Look forward to your thoughts on uh, your thoughts I'll on Andrew Kane. Yeah, uh, Brownie, what else you want to talk about? I mean, we we touched on McDavid there a little bit. Some people are asking about Warren Fogle on that top line. Um, I mean, what did you think about the way that Connor played and the way that that Jay Woodcroft used his lines? Because it was pointed out to me tonight, he did kind of what you said, and he had the two like third liners, uh, and then guys siphoning through that middle with eleven forwards. So you kind of called that one. Every once in a while, I get lucky. Um, <laughs> I, I thought Mc, I thought McDavid looked good. I mean, it, it's funny. We I was there early, so we're sitting there, and all of the the players on both teams came out, and they're playing. I think it's called sewer ball with the soccer ball, and they're playing. And first of all, the, the first they're playing football, and McLeod and Holloway can throw spirals about fifty yards. They were spot on every single time. Then they start playing soccer, and all of a sudden, a big roar comes out about twenty minutes into the soccer game. And Connor McDavid came out and played soccer. So I'm like, okay, if he's healthy enough to play in a soccer game, yeah. <laughs> he's probably healthy enough to play in the hockey game. Yeah. He looked good. He did not look like he missed any time. Uh, mm -hmm. As far as the Lions, Fogel looked fine up there. He's earned the right. But as the game went on, as you saw, the Lions got mixed up. Hyman was up there with Leon and Connor at times. 
I think Fogel has earned the right for more ice time, but he's also a guy that's leading and, and carrying lines. And I think it's more effective if he's on your third line and then you can all of a sudden have a third line that creates a little more because right now the one third line player that's not creating is McLeod and they got to get that third line going. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that, you know, Fogel is, he's not going to be a permanent fixture in the top six. I think he, he just comes up and down, bobs around um, and, and they're looking for anything, any kind of spark, right? And I, and the guy that was going, you put him up there. Um, but I just don't think these lines are set yet. I still think that they're waiting. I think McLeod's a guy they're waiting for. I think Connor Brown's a guy they're waiting for. I think Dylan Holloway is still, you know, work in progress. Uh, I think Nugent Hopkins, maybe another guy that they're trying to get a little bit more consistent. So I just don't think it's that that top nine is set. Um, I think we may have an idea what the lines could look like, but they're not set. Uh, how do you feel about the D, Struds? We've been focusing a lot on the Ekholms and Bouchards and, and how they've looked. It was a few tough nights for Evan Bouchard. He got a lot of compliments from his coach tonight. Scores another goal. The offense has been there for him. But what what'd you see? Yeah, I think we got it. You know, when we are critical of Bouchard, I think we also have to recognize when he's been solid. I think the last two games, he's kind of been um, low event, right? A low event, at least in his own end. And I think that's, that's what you're looking for. That's not a... It's not a slight saying that he's he's played badly. It's a good thing. You want your demon to have low event nights in their own zone, and then he can move and move and groove as much as you want in the offensive blue line and the way he scored there. So I thought that was great. Um, and you can tell by the way they use their D. Broberg didn't play a second with Ekholm. They they weren't even allowed to warm up on the same ice together. They weren't even <laughs> out there for a second. So I think that tells you um, where, where things are at because I think that the other two played like 15, 16 minutes together, Ekholm mm -hmm. and Bouchard being the other two. Yeah. Well, the offense is coming for Evan Bouchard this year, and that's a good sign. So as he tightens it up in his own end, it should make a big difference. Brownie, do you feel like Ekholm's kind of getting back to form a little bit here? Like Jay Woodcroft said after the game, maybe he's not back where they they know he can be, but he, he's, he's getting there. He is. I, I thought it was a better game. Missing training camp is tough for anyone. As, as you get older, it gets even harder. Mm -hmm. You get the engines going again. So he's a smart hockey player. Yeah. He will get there. Uh, I, but I do believe that as far as the defense, this was the best defensive effort we've seen in a while for the others. Again, low event. There weren't odd man breaks. There weren't poor pinches. There weren't misreads. They played a much simpler game. Part of it's the forwards are helping out. But I thought all the defensemen tonight made it a very simple, low event game and limited the Calgary Flames having. They, there weren't any easy chances for Calgary. And too many times in the last couple of games, the other team didn't have to earn their opportunities. The Oilers gave it to them. And tonight, they gave the Calgary Flames really nothing. Let's get to the Weiss Johnson Sound Box. Uh, they cover heating and air conditioning, and they're some of the best around at doing it. Until November 1st, if you install a new garage heater air conditioner, at the same time, you get 800 bucks off. Enjoy the luxury of air conditioning at this year's pricing and beat the rush on getting your garage heater installed. Visit Weiss-Johnson.com. So I was driving home, and I don't know what clips that you picked. Zuby, I know you pulled a whole bunch. Uh, do you have one that you would say is your favorite? Not necessarily. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it to you. Which one are you going to throw at <laughs> us, buddy? Well, we got Strud's, Strud's picked one specifically from Leon, and I really like the one from Kane, but I don't want to do any more damage to Struddy's world by... By playing the cane <laughs> clip, if that's a problem. Unbelievable. <laughs> He's so going to have nothing left. This uh, might be know. the best Streddy's world ever. You don't get to talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll go to his fallback position and talk about pruning hedges and stuff. Uh, play a so, clip. Tell us who it is and play a clip, Zuby. Let, let's do Leon. He was asked if this game could be a springboard. It could be, but we, we can't fall back into what, what we did uh, the, the last couple of weeks. You know, this, this is a big win for us, big night, but it's only one game. We got you know, some catching up to do right now, so um, we'll, we'll celebrate tonight and then um, get, get ready for the next game. Shoot, that's the clip that we pulled for takeaways. We were supposed to save that for the next segment, so we've, we've, we've now pooched the second segment of the podcast with our lack. See, I, got a, I was coming home from the stadium. I didn't have a chance to organize this stuff. You guys have been sitting there for 45 minutes, and we're a disorganized mess here tonight. 
Oh, empower uh, us. Empower <laughs> us to take a leadership role. I can't. <laughs> I'm a micromanager. I'm a chronic micromanager. You guys know that. Uh, okay, listen, we'll get to uh, takeaways in a minute here. That'll wrap up the breakdown for now. Um, when we come back, we're going to dig into a little bit about what Leon Dreisaitl was just talking about, right? How much of a springboard can this be? A big environment, some pressure, not happy with where you're at, and they seem to rise to the moment. And what can that mean for this group? What do we think of their play? Brownie, are you sticking around? I forgot to ask you. Um, well, I want to hear what Struddy's doing in Struddy's world now. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm sticking around. He's sticking yeah, around. Rob Brown's appearances on the pod, by the way, brought to you by Kinprint. Although we're taking a lot of heat because your video is still reversed. I don't know how to change it. Okay, seriously, I'm computer illiterate. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, I could turn... Like if I no, turn like that's this, not going to work, bud. No, no, no that's <laughs> completely okay. did nothing. Uh, well, okay. well then I don't a know. Great logo, do. but you can see the logo up on the top right side of the screen there. But a great local company, uh, decades of experience filling any and all of your promotional apparel and embroidery needs. Visit kinprint.ca. Struds is so unimpressed with the way the show has gone so far. <laughs> writing everything. So bad. I mean, huh? the whole whole thing going on here. Jeez. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Look at him. We're right off the rails, uh, but stick around. Lots more uh, quality hockey talk, we hope. Uh, short break. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Kelly here from United Sport and Cycle. The wait is over. United's annual Hockey Day sale is finally here. Save 20% off on select CCM and Bauer skates. Save 35% off on all Bauer and CCM Pro Stock sticks. And save up to 25% off on select Bauer and CCM equipment. And for you goalies, save up to 20% off select Bauer, Warrior, and CCM Gold Gear. Trust the experts at your home of hockey for over 95 years. United Sport and Cycle. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. All right, let's hit the reset button. Let's up the professionalism level here, up the organization, Let's have a strong second half of the podcast. Time for takeaways. Brought to you by Redefined Health. They specialize in total body and mind wellness. From chiropractic and massage care treatments to acupuncture, soft tissue therapy, nutrition, even an on-site registered psychologist, Redefined Health is here to help you get well and stay healthy for a lifetime. Check out Dr. Tyler Fix and his operation, RedefinedHealth.com. I thought the music was solid tonight. I thought Brett Kissel, I love Brett Kissel's version mm -hmm. of the Canadian National Anthem. There's something about the cadence and the way he sings it. He always crushes it, so I thought he was great. And Nickelback was really good. I had not seen them live, and I have to say, I was impressed, man. That is a tight band live. Okay, then. Uh, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Good contribution, guys. Holy smoke. Well, no. Zuby, is there anything you'd like to say about the music tonight? What was with you guys? It was it was probably better. I, I was maybe, maybe it was better strikes. live. <laughs> I I thought Nickelback was it. I actually played years ago. They the Junos were in uh Edmonton and Gord Bamford put on a Juno Cup where he had a bunch of hockey players and a bunch of musicians play together. And Nickelback played in it. Um Chad was on a bench. He was a coach, but the rest of the players played, including one of them played net. And one of the guys on the bench came off and he turns to me and he says, okay, I don't know what to do, but that Tiger Williams on the other team says he's going to kill me. <laughs> and he goes, what do I do? And I'm like, well, I'm sitting beside Lanny McDonald. Ask Lanny. I go, Lanny, the Tiger says he's going to kill him. What should you do? Don't go near Tiger. If you see him on the ice, just leave the ice. I'm not sure what Tiger's going to do to you. <laughs> this poor guy's just his eyes are like, oh my God. So that's my Nickelback story. There yeah. you go. I'm a Struts, big fan any of Nickelback stories. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love Nickelback. I think they're great. Um, yeah. I would like to have seen them play "Burn It to the Ground." I, I love mm, that song. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. It's a little more pace. 
Um, but whatever. I mean, who, who am I to judge? But it, that I would have liked to heard that song. Take your coat off. Stay a while, buds. <laughs> I can't. But it was cold out there, man. Well, but you're I was home now. Uh, merchandise and uh, furnace or uh, furnace, hot dogs, <laughs> furnace, hamburgers. You're selling furnaces at parking for Weiss Johnson outside the uh, stadium tonight. I was doing it all. I was doing the compl- I was doing it all actually. But somebody yeah, came up to me and was like, "Struddy's giving away beer." So yeah, they said you were in a beer tent, <laughs> handing away free beer or something. I had so many. No, I was I was selling beer. I was selling. I was literally working it. It's so funny. Like people were coming up, like, "Oh man, this is like, are, is this what alumni do now?" I'm like, "I'm here raising money for my son's hockey team." Like, people were like, "Hey, I love the pod." Um, one guy actually agreed with me about spreading out the minutes. He's like, "You and I are the only people in Western Canada believe that should happen." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Mm. We're we're pioneers." But anyways, yeah, it was it was a long day. It was a long day, guys. But yeah. whatever. Okay, so just so you guys know, this is the way the segment's going to work. I'm going to say something, and then you guys take a turn talking. So just, yeah, just in case there was any no, let's misinterpretation of the way this is supposed to work. So we'll go a little bit bigger picture here with the Oilers, right? Lots of concern about the way their season has started. Picked by many as a favorite to get to the cup final, if not win it. And they sputter with just one win in their first seven games. But I would submit to you, Struds, that in their last three games, they've actually been closer to their best hockey than I think they had uh, really at pretty much any point earlier on in the season, but it was about avoiding the big dips in their play. And so my sense is they're getting closer to the team that they want to be, and tonight I think could be a big step in that direction. You heard Leon Dreisaitl say it earlier. It could be. But what do you think, Struds? Can Oiler fan relax a little now? Your turn. Go. I, I think more importantly, I think it's a chance for the team to relax and just take a deep breath and say, okay, well, this hasn't been the start we wanted. You know, they're now they have five points. It's a big I know it's not 15, but it's a it's a long ways from three. So you're 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 feeling better about yourself. But I think it gives the opportunity for the team a couple of things. They they can relax for a second and say, okay, we can we can win again. We can score and we have different guys scoring, but they don't now play for a few days. So tomorrow's a day off. If I was a team, I'd have a very hard and focused packed practice Tuesday. Not like two hour, but I'm talking 30, 40 minutes of really detailed work on your on your defense, like battling, competing, all that kind of stuff that you know you kind of want to work into your game. Um, just to kind of prepare for that game Thursday. It also gives at home a chance. Okay, I've 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 been playing now a number of games. I have tomorrow off. I'm gonna come back, I have two really good practices, and then play Thursday. So I think we'll see. This an opportunity for him to kind of inch forward. Um, so I, I think that it's it's a nice chance for a pause, but to really double down on what you're trying to do as a team and be ready when you hit the ground uh, against Thursday and against a very good Dallas team. See, I I don't think the last two other games were very good before this. I thought mm-hmm. they were not good at all against the Rangers. I thought that easily could have been a six seven nothing game. They didn't show mm-hmm. up really offensively till the third period, and against Minnesota. Campbell was their best player, and he gave up six. I thought tonight they were very good, and I thought the game against the Winnipeg Jets, the Jets game, the Oilers were by far the better team, and I thought very unlucky not to win it. And so the Jets game and the Flames game, to me, are the two best games they've played. But it is something to to work off of, and I think Strud's made a point of the, the four days off. This is a team that's been under stress the entire season. They got off to a bad start in the 8-1 loss, and they've just been taking question after question, reading the newspapers, reading social media. Everything has been negative, negative towards them. They get four days, feel good about themselves because they had this huge event here in Edmonton, and they played. Just think about it right now. Before the game started, Calgary and Edmonton were both struggling. We're talking about how excited the Oilers are going to be for the next four days. Can you imagine what the Calgary newspapers and media and radio stations what they're going to be talking about because they weren't good in this game so the Oilers they get to feel good about themselves for four games and I think that's huge for this team I don't like the lull in games though struds I think if if they they played well tonight I think they captured something and, and I bet man if they had their choice they'd just get rolling again really quick don't you think no, I, I just think because their game is not it's not set right I think they yeah. I think they get an opportunity to kind of set that in stone, whatever, whatever it is they're trying to do, whatever adjustments they're trying to do, just keep hammering that. And now they have a full roster. Everyone should be healthy. Um, because in training camp, they I don't think they had one day of practice where everyone is healthy working mm-hmm. on it. So 
just kind of keep getting on the same page and start building some momentum that way. So I understand what you're saying. Um, but the coach in me, uh, you know, if I was coaching, I'd be like, this is a great valuable time here to, to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, Summer asking about the defensive system. Um, I think maybe Gregor had mentioned he thought that they had reverted back. I, um, I leaned on someone that has a little bit more, well, some coaching experience and, and asked a similar question early in the game. I don't think that they reverted back to what they were doing before. I think they adjusted. I think they were a little bit more aggressive in their own end and trying to pursue the, the the guys with the puck. But I didn't see a total regression back to what they were doing last year. Did you, Struds? No, I, I didn't. And I saw the tweet from Gregor, and I was like, okay, that you know, what are we looking for? What are we trying to find here? And yeah. it's just it's it's so subtle. Like again, you know, you got to separate the two things: the systems and the individual habits. And I, I just think that the individual habits for the owners were better tonight than what we've seen previously. Now, did they do some tweaks to allow them to do that? Yes. But like staying between the man and the net, you know, lifting his stick, uh, making it hard for him to get off the wall. Like those are individual habits that every system is going to want you to use. So I, I would give credit more to individual habits than maybe any slight change um, or variation to their, their D zone, Brownie. I agree. I think the execution was much better. I think they made better plays in their own zone. They got the pucks out quicker. Uh, the, the forwards did a better job backtracking. A number of times coming through the neutral zone, the forwards came back, lifted sticks, and went the other way. So I think all those played a part in why they were better defensively and then throw in the fact that it wasn't a very good uh, Calgary Flames team. Oof. I think you got to – that is not a good team. They don't yeah, create was a that lot. rough, eh? Yeah, and I'm and again, like Huberdo, that's that was the big signing, and I thought it was yeah. going to be a great signing for Calgary. Didn't notice him tonight. Dylan Dubé didn't notice him tonight. Manji Apani didn't notice him as much. Um, that is a team I think that can defend well, but I don't know where they're going to score their goals. And I think uh, tonight we saw that. I don't know if they really threatened the Oilers when it got to three-two. I didn't really feel that the Oilers were in any kind of trouble. I just think they felt pretty comfortable because the Calgary Flames really weren't generating a whole lot. 11.49 at even strength for Kadri. 11.31 for Huberto. Like 13.35 for Dryden Hunt. I mean, you know, and Solomon Valji, who was here covering the Flames, he was telling me, like, they deployed those guys like a third line basically tonight. I mean, they and Ryan, your buddy Ryan Huskestrud's yeah. Like he talked after the game, they're just trying to find some chemistry. They can't find any chemistry. Like yeah. the situation is not good there, man. That is, that was an ugly showing tonight in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, I haven't watched every Flames game, but when I, when I watch those two guys, I just don't think they've kind of engaged in the season. Like it doesn't feel like they're bringing their best effort every night and they're skilled players. There's no doubt. So you can get away with that a little bit, but the problem is when you play other good players that are, that are working and, and trying hard, it, it kind of overshadows what you're trying to do. So, yeah, those two guys specifically, Kadri and and um, Huberto, they they've got to find a better version of themselves and quick. Um, otherwise, that's that team is in trouble. <laughs> is yeah. and you got a lot of pending UFAs. Uh, they, the GMs talked about we don't want to deal with all these. Let these guys walk away. I mean, it this team could look a lot different. Uh, you know, around whatever that the trade deadline is, right? Game yeah. sixty or whatever. All right, that was Takeaways brought to you by Redefined Health. Struds, what do you think of Evander Kane? Give me some uh, takeaways and some thoughts on Evander <laughs> Kane here for a couple of minutes. He played so it we'll get to Struddy's world after the break. <laughs> no? No, go with that. Uh, Zuby, do you have the video of the guys arriving in the Martin Motorsports stuff? If you have this, uh, so, uh, of course, Martin Motorsports, fantastic sponsor here on the pod. They're actually the ones that hook the guys up with their transportation from the bus into the rink. And so I, I, I think they might have rolled this in on the broadcast, but this is a tweet from Derek Wills. There's the guys. And that's Martin Motorsports vehicles escorting the fellas in those fantastic uh, outfits into uh, the stadium. So Chris and the crew from Martin Motorsports was on hand for the game tonight and providing a little transportation for the boys. So well done by Martin Motorsports. Uh, quick break. When we come back, Struddy's world. Struddy's going to dig a little into uh, Evander Kane's presence. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, 
career transition, leadership coaching, they truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. If you're looking for a night out on the town and want to make sure you and your fellow fun lovers arrive safe and in style, call Ahmed Enterprises. With their stretch limos and party buses, they can accommodate groups up to 22. Servicing Edmonton and area, Ahmed Enterprises provides luxurious, reliable, professional transportation. Whether it be weddings, parties, casino nights, game night at the arena, or any occasion, give them a call at 780-231-6018 or check them out online at ahmedenterprise.com. Mention Got Your Back sent you to get 10% off your luxury ride. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. Studies <laughs> <laughs> World brought to you by DLR Vinyl. Deck and fencing products, locations in Calgary and Edmonton. They provide beautiful maintenance-free fencing and decking materials. And the key is maintenance-free is once it goes in, no sanding, no staining, no painting. It goes in, it stays in. It looks great the day it goes in and it stays that way. So Rick runs the branch here in Edmonton. That's my brother. And uh, my younger brother, Rob, runs the branch out in Calgary. We got lots of listeners out in Calgary. So if you're looking for some maintenance-free fencing or decking uh, in Calgary, uh, give Rob a call at the branch out there. DLRVinylProducts.ca. Struddy, what's on your mind tonight, bud? Talk to us well, about it. Yeah, so the wind got taken out of my sails a little bit when Shogger cut the knees out from underneath me. But uh, anyways, I, I just want to discuss uh, Evander Kane. And obviously, I think that the start has been troubling for, for a lot of the players. And, and But Evander, give him credit. Uh, he's dug himself out in, in, in many ways. He started with a couple fights. Um, you know, the comments made intermission and uh, whether they were intentional or not, they had any effect on the team. I think it affected him. And he's at his best when he's emotionally kept connected to the game. We saw a moment tonight where he got into it with uh, some of the Flames players. And uh, unless you're watching the game, you might not have seen it, but he said to the assembled people that are upset with him, he said, what is anybody going to do about this? What is anyone going to do about it? And I love it because he's right. Like you look up and down that Flames lineup. You know, maybe the toughest guy would maybe be um, Zadorov, And they've had tougher teams in the past, but, you know, the current management group isn't going that way. So he's challenging, basically challenging the whole group. And it is very it is very upsetting when someone challenges your whole group and no one is able to answer or doesn't want to answer. Um, and so he is he is setting the tone with it, the way he plays physical, um, the way he's he's challenging other players just, just to, you know, just with his, his, his words. But the big thing is when he gets going and feels that way, I think the goals come for him. When I don't, when he's not involved in it, um, you know, the chirping and the hitting, all that, I don't think he's as good as a player. He needs to have the physical play to have the goals come to him, guys. So, um, you know, I didn't want to steal all of Brownie's ideas. I, I stole a couple, I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's basically that's basically everything he said in the first segment. So, uh, Brownie, I thought you said it a lot more succinctly, and it took you less Clear. time. <laughs> but it, it's true though Kane in the last four games he's he was one of the players that's actually started to play better and he's starting to drag the rest of the players into the fight and he is the the physical heartbeat of this team and tonight I mean he plays on the edge and he crossed the edge uh, the one hit was from behind but it also sending a message to the Calgary Flames and those are the kind of hits that teams will try to kill off you know what you 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 send a message we'll kill that one off for you because we want that message sent so Kane has been excellent the last four games without any doubt do you know what I like about Evander Kane it's that you know he's a skilled guy and he can he can score some goals and make some skilled plays but a lot of skilled guys it's like okay if you're not scoring what are you doing yeah like what's on your list of other things you can do if it's not going in for you and Evander Kane's list is long 
And he had some things to say, but then he backed it up, Struds, and he backed it up with some of that other stuff, the stuff that's not as comfortable to go do. He has a bunch of different ways that he can affect a game, and he's getting to those different ways now. Yeah, well, Jay uses the term, he touches the game in a lot of ways. And so I think that's how you find confidence. So if you are a player that is solely relies on goal scoring, which which is, is a great thing to have. I wish I had that, and I, a lot of people probably wish they had. But, you know, if you're not scoring, you can lose your confidence. And it's hard to find it, again, if you're, you know, a guy that doesn't have other areas of the game, you can say, man, I'm really doing this well or doing that well. But with Kane, you know, the goals weren't coming. He really got physical. He started fighting. Now he's emotionally engaged, and the goals are coming. So it, it is a nice way. I think it spreads it out a little bit. Brownie gives you more chance to kind of get reignite that pilot light of your game when you have that type of different different weapons at your disposal. Well, it's funny because coaches will always say, if things aren't going right in what you do best, get out of your comfort zone. And I remember Sam Gagne was a guy that every once in a while, things weren't going, he would go out and hit someone or fight someone. Well, the thing is with Evander Kane, he's never outside his comfort zone in any of these things. So if, mm -hmm. say, Nugent Hopkins, when we've seen him fight occasionally, he's outside his comfort zone, and all of a sudden the whole bench is like erupted. Look at Nugent's fighting out there. Well, Kane's comfort zone is fight, is fighting, is yeah. hitting, is chirping, is scoring, is getting in the, the, blue, the, the blue paint. He's comfortable, comfortable in all those places, and that's why he was such a valuable part of the Oilers when he first came here because he brought that to a team that was a perimeter team. And when he came here, everyone became a little bit tougher. And I think that's what you're seeing over the last four games. Yeah. And, you know, I think guys around him, like he he's he can pull guys into that fight. We've seen mm -hmm. him do that since he's been here, Struds. Remember that night in Minnesota? It was him against like four wild players. Yeah. And then he had a few things to say about that after. And then this team kind of toughened up a little bit around him. Uh, we made a mistake in that first segment, too, by the way. We never talked about Vinny Darinay and his first NHL goal. Like, we never really, you know, gave him enough of a moment, Strud. So I'm going to allow you a little bit of time in Struddy's world to maybe have an original thought. Uh, but what do you think of Darinay and that first goal, man? Let's make that the second half of Struddy's world. So I'm glad you brought that up. It, scoring your first goal was so special, especially, you know, with Vinny. And you just such a great story. Oh, thank you. Thank God I should more of this. But you know what's funny is that like it wasn't a pretty one. That's not one that you're gonna put on a uh you know on on a, a picture. It to me it looked a little bit like you might see a cricket shot that kind of comes and then the, the the bounce takes a really hard bounce up and hits the wickets. But um it's funny when it shot and I was watching it live, I didn't think it got tipped. Uh and and people were, oh, it's Kane's goal, but I didn't think it really got tipped. It just it didn't look like through it moved that way, but also just a reaction from the players on the ice. I didn't get the sense. So really happy for him. And now he's got that. But you think about it. I mean, again, the D-men come through, right? You got Kulak scoring the first one and then a pretty big goal for Darren a at that moment. So, um, you know, the D-men are scoring. Uh, it'd be nice to get some forwards joining that parade, Brownie. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I feel bad, though, for Darren Scoring your first NHL goal is really cool. And the excitement level is through the roof. He had a chance tonight, had they given it to him right away, to have 55,000 people <laughs> cheering as he gets to put his hands up and then go down the line of the bench first and high-five every, everybody. And I, I'm sad for him that he missed that moment. Like after his, oh, yeah, you got that goal. It's not the same as being acknowledged by the entire yeah. place that you just scored your first goal. So I felt bad for him on that one. I agree. I said I turned to Reed as soon as the, the went in. I said, that's that didn't go off Kane. That went right in. And it was like one of those ones you see in a baseball game where the shortstop goes down <laughs> to block the ball and all of a sudden it hits something. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, Markstrom had no chance on that. But what no. it was, though, was DeArnay getting the puck through and on net. And yeah. it's just a simple play, and good things can happen. So good for DeArnay. Here's a kid who's, what was he, 26, plays his first NHL game all those years in the minors. Yeah. And three years ago, do you think he was expecting – to score an NHL goal in front of 55,000 people yeah. in a football stadium, yeah. good for him. 12 minutes and 37 seconds played and a massive goal that really, I think, settled the Oilers down at a time when they needed it. Give them that insurance marker and um, sort of sent a signal that they were not going to be wilting on this night. That was Struddy's world. Two for the price of one. Wow. One, 
one plus a half. We'll yeah, give you a half a point for the Evander King Strutty's World. Uh, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Okay. Uh, last couple of segments here. We've got Ask Us Anything. We've also got Gem of the Day, but Zuby, I think you saw on the stream, we got our Gem of the Day, a fantastic story from the stream uh, that we're going to get to uh, later in the podcast. So Sherry st shared a great story with us. That'll already, I'm, I'm, I'm basically pulling rank here. Perfect. Unless something crazy happens, that will be our Gem of the Day. Let's get to Ask Us Anything, though, brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House. Your destination for all the sports action, big screens, ice cold beer, all your pub favorites, perfected match eatery and public house. It's located right adjacent to Rogers Place in Grand Villa Casino. So if you're on your way into the game, check it out. If you're on your way out, check it out. Let the crowds die down. Have a cold beverage. Visit matchpub.com. Zuby, the stream is happy tonight. It's a different, it is a completely different vibe in the stream on, on a win night. It's shocking. Uh, everyone's yeah. getting along, dogs and cats living together. It's wonderful. Um, I'm uh, sitting this note, by the way. I'm just going to let Struds and Brownie do all the reacting. I'm just nice. going to sit back and, and let my let my employees do great work <laughs> this segment. So this is all you guys. Organize yourselves, make it smooth, wrap it up at an appropriate time. I'll be Got back it. here. Watch this. You're going to like this. Uh Jay McMillan says, Kane Nugent-Hyman had a very stellar game. Could be a nice second-line combo. Struds? Yeah, I like it. I, I still want to see the big guys separated, 97 and 29. I, I just I think it's a better a better look. Um, so, yeah, there's something going on there, and you're, you're trying to get this team rolling. But uh, Brownie, long-term, I, 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 I do want to see those two guys separated. You? 100%. I think at times that is a very good second line, but I do believe the Oilers are a better team when Connor and Leon are on separate lines. Tougher matchups. Next. Tom I agree. Thomas M says, what did you think of Ernie's three minutes of ice time? Can the Oilers do this long-term play with 10 forwards essentially and still find success Brownie? No, no. And this is something that Strauss has been talking about all year long. And we've been talking about, uh, for the last couple of years, is the Oilers, if they want to be a Stanley Cup contending team, they need more players involved. And now there, there's going to be games where your fourth line doesn't play much, but it can't be a consistent thing. You've got Everyone's got to feel a part of it. And as much as Ernie enjoyed the thrill of a victory on Commonwealth in the Heritage Classic, I'm sure he would have enjoyed being a bigger part of it. So, no, I don't think this is sustainable. I think you have to get everyone involved. And, Strides, I'm guessing this is something that you have been preaching and you agree with that. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, right? So I, I think that it's, it's, it's a, it is a problem, uh, short and long-term. We need you guys. We need four lines in the playoffs, but we've only played two and a half. Oh, okay. It's not going to be good. So I think it's, it's a challenge. Next. Okay, dovetailing with that a little bit, um, we saw that uh, uh, Raphael Lavoie had the Gordie Howe hat trick. He's had a hot start to the season down in Bakersfield. Uh, Matt Somerville asked, what is the pathway for Lavoie to get the call up in your guys' minds, Struts? Well, I think he's got to keep doing what he's doing. You've got to kick the door down and force them to call you up. The, the, the worst thing you do is go down there and, 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 and be ineffective or pout or you know pretend you have a sore groin. But I love that he's coming there and he's just, knocking the door down and they have to they'll when there is an injury they have the opportunity to call someone it'll be him and he'll be ready to go brownie yeah 100 but the pathway for him to get up to the edmonton oilers is injury he's not <laughs> coming up unless someone goes down with an injury so that's what they need for him to be up here but good on him uh and the thing is make the oilers notice but also the rest yeah. of the national hockey league yeah. notice as well Shaggy, oh, it looked like Shaggy, you were maybe going to jump in on that one. Did you have a, no, no continue. Okay. Good. Thomas no, M <laughs> Thomas M said Oilers were much more aggressive with pucks towards the net tonight and spent less time cycling the perimeter. This needs to continue. Throw pucks on net and get lucky. It doesn't need to be perfect. Did you see that Brownie? 100%. I think the Oilers and we talked about it, the Oilers and a number of their losses this season have been too perimeter. They've stayed on the outside, uh, shots from the outside. Uh, these NHL goaltenders don't let those in often. So put pucks in front of that and battle in front of the net. Battle in the blue paint. See what happens. Throw pucks on net, maybe a rebound comes out. Kulak scores. Throw a puck on net, maybe you get a lucky bounce. Dayarnay scores. I think it's something that they talk about, and tonight they put it into, uh, into their game plan, and they were very good at it. So 
Strudz, if, if the Oilers want to continue to push forward, this has got to be a team that battles hard in front of the, the in the blue paint and both in front of their net, but as we saw tonight, in front of the opposition's net. Yeah, 100%. And sometimes possession can be misleading. You know, you're, you're holding the puck and making things happen, but you're not really attacking the other team's net. So I like that there's a more of a focus to get those pucks to the net and make it difficult uh, for, for, for the other team. Maybe we'll get to one more here, and then we'll, uh, we'll get to Gem of the Night here. Okay, good. I'm going off the board away from hockey because I've had this question on my oh, Stretty's World thing for a long time, Zuby's World. It's not real. Anyway, <laughs> be- best TV show of all time. Strud's go. Seinfeld. Lock it. Ooh, that is a good one. Seinfeld is a good one. Um, let's give a little love to Chandler Bing, who passed away. Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a great show. But I do. You know what? I'm going to even go old school. Cheers. Oh. I'm going back to Cheers. Home. Yeah. Oh, you got to like that. Are you a Diane fan or what was the one that came on after Kirstie Alley? Which one were you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I, they were both. I was, was Shelly Long. I was Shelly Long. I was Diane. Yeah. She was nice. What about you, uh, Shogger? You want to chime in on this one? Um, yeah. Uh, I, Sopranos has to be up there. I mean, oh, that's a good one. Spectacular. Mm-hmm. The Wire was off the charts. Mm-hmm. Good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, probably my favorite is the West Wing. I was a huge West oh, Wing guy. I want to change my I want to change my I want to go <laughs> yeah. from Cheers to the Too West late. Wing. I love the West Wing. Love the West Wing. I am with Strud's. I I'm a Seinfeld guy and I I always laugh at myself flipping through the channels. When I get a minute I'll be flipping through all these new shows on. I'll be like, "Ooh, Seinfeld." I Haven't know. seen that in a while. It's like, boom, yeah. doesn't matter what else is on all these other great. It's a golden era of TV and I still watch that every time. Yeah, that was definitely uh, that was definitely a gut shot though. That Matthew Perry thing, and my wife yeah. is a massive oh, scary. Fan, like massive, massive yeah, Friends sure. fan. So mm-hmm. it was really, really tough. Uh, by the way, we should also acknowledge Adam Johnson who passed away. Mm-hmm. Just a really tragic accident that happened, and just a really hard day for the hockey world. I thought they did a really nice job having a moment of silence uh, for him tonight before the game as well. So um, yeah, thoughts, prayers go out to the entire family because that was that was definitely a tough one. But we do have a bit of a pick-me-up here. We love stories of people having great hockey experiences, and that's going to be our gem of the day. Brought to you by United Cycle, United Sport and Cycle, Edmonton's most iconic home for everything sports. It's definitely your home for hockey, from sticks and skates to masks and pads. They can get you outfitted and ready to dominate on the ice. Check them out at unitedsports.ca. Zuby, do you have the story off the, the stream there from Sherry? I do. Well, this is your time to talk. <laughs> All right. What's going was, on tonight? I was getting it back. I, te- I, I texted it to you. So, oh, no, you go for it. So this is um, Sherry Frazee. She's been uh, she's on the stream all the time. And I know that she resides in Hawaii. And um, she just she chimed in on the stream tonight. And she said, traveled from Hawaii with my daughter for the game. I went to the first Heritage Classic 20 years ago with my late father. So it was amazing to take my 25 year old daughter to the game today. Uh, pretty awesome. Like I said, back to her in the uh, in the stream. You know, mm-hmm. hockey is generational. It's uh, so that's pretty awesome that, that she that's got to awesome. do that. Yeah, Sherry's a big contributor on the stream, so we love, love that story. And that's uh, that is by far the gem of the night. Brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. Uh, okay, you guys rattled me because if I'm being honest here, that was by far the best Ask Us Anything segment we've ever had. <laughs> Is it just me, Zuby, or did that not just sing? Like, that was fast, it was concise. It was fa- It was faster than that. It was a hair. Well, it was two, only two voices. It was instead of right. three chiming in. Right. But the info was good, and they played off each other really well, and the questions were smooth. And you know what? Really we had good... good. Good questions trickle in, especially late here today that were like topical and we had good questions to roll in today. So I think it was just an accumulation of the same way someone else asked, were the, were the Oilers that good or the Flames that bad? Probably both. Kind of the same thing here. It's just a few things conspired yeah. to make that a great segment. Feel a little insecure here, Shreds. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to reassure me at all? Or? 
Well, when you've got two lead singers, you don't need three. So, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, all right. Nice job tonight. It was a weird yeah. podcast tonight, but you know what? It was a long, kind of weird day. So thank you for tuning in on the live stream. And if you're listening in podcast form on a Monday morning, hope your week is getting off to a great start. More podcasts. We haven't figured out our schedule yet, so I don't know when, but keep an eye. Download and subscribe, and then it'll just be there on your phone waiting for you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Oilers with a big Heritage Classic win over the Calgary Flames. Talk soon, folks. Enjoy it.